Follow the light. The light is your guide. I'm controller of planet X. And I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. Quick to claim that he not no snake like me neither. They need to take a breather. He's been rhyming longer than Sigmund the Sea Creature. Been on Saturday feature. Pleased to meet ya. And came to wake you up out the deep sleeper like he needed to stop before he caught the knee drop. Even give you more sick sick than ZZ top. Well, full bears thou shall not more corner. Future like one more step to y'all's corner. So call Rich Trunk if you wanna. When he's spitting that t- Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 104 of the Room Prime podcast. It's Room Prime. Back at it again. It's been a week and I missed all y'all deeply. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, bit in the personal life and in the real world out there. Like it's summertime it's it's practically here and you know things are heating up no pun intended actually all the puns intended Mm. all the puns intended because of course with everything that's been going on as as time rolls by you see that they're ramping up the propaganda machine to 12 so much so that the needles like the needle's broken off. That, that, that's how much the propaganda has been ramping up. And to me, it's just a sign of the times. It really is a sign of the times. But uh, we are here to discuss a few things, of course. Uh, just a, a quick preview before I get into the plugs shameless plugs well not so shameless because gotta gotta support love getting i love giving shout outs but we're gonna have some entertainment news um ezra miller a piece of garbage that for a while has been going off scot-free you know causing the terror wherever he goes now there's allegations of grooming um pedophilia and we're going to talk about the former flash actor in the upcoming flash movie and also we're going to talk about lightyear now i haven't watched the the new lightyear movie but it has the the main thing I want to get out of it is essentially the wokeness. People are just tired of of the fucking woke. People are tired. They're sick and tired of Hollywood and the media pumping out wokeness, lecturing us, instead of entertaining us. And you would think that, hey, we live in a world that's not perfect it's far from perfect we need to escape and through entertainment that's one of the mediums that people escape real life to to consume just to turn your brain off unfortunately for me even when i'm trying to 
even when I'm trying to, uh, <clears throat> when I'm trying to, uh, when I'm basically trying to unwind and just shut my brain off for, you know, two hours or so, I can't. It's like, it's, you just, you just can't, especially when you're just keen and keen and aware of all these things. And I don't like, I don't like calling everything woke, but just because something isn't woke doesn't mean, oh, it's, it's, it's good because it's not woke. No, it's for something to be good is has, has to be entertaining has to tell a good story, has to have a good cast of characters, and has to be written well, directed well. You know, I remember, I remember in the 90s, you know, mid to late 90s, and even going back when I got a little older, watching movies from the early 90s, late 80s, how, for the most part, how well TV shows and movies were. And they had, you know, social issues. You know, one of my favorite shows, for example, was Fresh Prince. The way that they dealt with serious issues, racism, and, and which, you know, I always say the the main thing that people tend to forget is about classism. Because through classism, racism is born. But anyway, there's so many real world things that were taught in that show and, and how to deal with it. And now it's not done in a subtle way. It's done in a, in a very pandering way. And oof, to me, we have gone, we straight off from the days of, you know, Fresh Prince and Full House and Living Color and, and uh, Family Matters. Like, you don't get that. That that's gone. That I don't feel like it's coming back, in my opinion, because it's just so we're so far detached. We're in a different era, and you have so many. It's just the the woke and the agenda driven stuff is at all time high, and so much so that to be funny is like a crime. To be funny, to to make jokes. To have comedy, it's it's like a dying breed because you have to watch who you offend. You can't say nothing about this group. You can't say nothing about that group. You know? And all you hear is vagina jokes from Amy Schumer. And I remember Amy Schumer back in the day. She was hot. Now, uh, not that appealing to the eye. But vagina jokes all the time. And to me, that that's just not appealing as well, just hearing vagina jokes. Listen, as a man, I love the vagina. But when that's your whole stand-up routine, it gets kind of tiresome. But, yeah, we're going to talk about that, just the, just the state of culture. And also, New York City... New York City actually, uh, New, York, New York State, I should say, did something, did something good. They strike down New York's, the Supreme Court, I should say, strikes down uh, New York 
New York gun law restricting concealed carry in major Second Amendment case. So we're going to talk about this. It's a big win. Because listen, here in New York, regardless how you feel about guns, New York ain't as safe as it was. Like there is, especially if you take the subway or you take commuter rail, it ain't safe. And those who think that, hey, it'll never happen to me, it'll never happen uh, to me where I live at. That's the, exactly the thinking that is going to have that happen to you. Thinking that nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it's okay. Nothing's going to happen. It's okay. It's all right. So I feel like I, hate, I, I just hate saying that. But in my opinion, it's important to to have a second amendment it's important to have a way to defend yourself and it's good to have a deterrent because if people knew people could be packing then they wouldn't be doing all this dumb shit around the city you know and yeah you're gonna still have some some crazies listen is new york city see a lot of crazies and they do worse with I seen something on Citizen, I think, early this year or last year, but I seen it like in the past few months. Someone swinging a samurai sword. I was like, okay, I know I seen reports of someone swinging a machete, uh, kitchen knife, uh, a samurai sword, a hatchet. We see a lot of that, but yeah, gotta do something about them guns because they just get up and just kill people. But yeah, nothing to be said about gun. Excuse me, about knives, hatchets, samurai swords, all this stuff. You know, this is easy, and I'm gonna also talk about why there's such a push to get rid of the Second Amendment and how that creates. A, a tyranny, a dictatorship. And there's so many instances, so many examples in recent history around the world that will tell you, hey, there's a reason why these countries are the way they are for the most part. The, the root, getting down to the roots, there's a reason why. One common thing they, they don't have, Second Amendment. So there you go. And lastly, the, the main event, the main event, uh, Roe B. Wade, eh, Roe B. Wade, or as people on the internet have been saying, hoes be mad. Uh, gardening tools are furious about the overturning of Roe B. Wade. And this whole abortion talk, at the end of the day, it's another distraction on top of many distractions because yeah, it's the summertime. People are out. You're going to see them out more and protest more. Listen, I'm all for people, you know, protesting. I'm all for the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. But there's consequences. Everything that we do or don't do, there's consequences. And... 
talking about abortion, it just seems like there is a lack of responsibility and accountability when talking about abortion. It's like, yeah, we need to, we, we can't have this overturned because what about, you know, poor people when poor people have less abortions than than people who make at least 40, 47, excuse me, 40 to 47,000 dollars or up. So it's not a, it's not a poor, it is an issue about the poor. And there, there are things that they can get that people lower incomes can get and get condoms, different contraceptives, uh, birth control. But they, they want to paint this narrative that doing this is going to hurt poor people when there's so many other things that hurt poor people. And no one wants to talk about that because it, it is, you can't paint a pretty picture with all these other issues like mental health, uh, education, uh, living in these lower class neighborhoods. You can't paint a pretty picture with that. You can paint a pretty picture with the blood of the aborted fetuses, you know, you can paint a pretty picture with that. And all this is is just these women are mad that they can't just uh, have a get-out-of-jail-free card whenever they mess up. And we're going to talk about that and and much more. And there's some, some wacky stories I want to talk about, too. If there's time, I'll talk about both of them if I have... If I have enough time, I'll talk about at least one. Try to squeeze them two. But I want to at least get one of them in because it's got to bounce it out. Got to put some comedy into it. So here we go. So uh, again, once, uh, you know, shameless plugs. That took longer than I expected, but I apologize. Apologies all around. Shout outs to uh, Drew Yari of the Drew Yari Show and congratulations my friend he popped the question to the missus and she said yes so i mean it's it's sunday it's never too early i mean it's never too early to have a drink and i have one that's in the fridge that's you know chilling out but we can open this mexico we open this up because it's got like a, a half a shot. Because Mexical, whew, like I already have hair in my chest. I don't want to have any more. Like I think the amount of hair I have is enough. But to Giuliari, uh he popped a question. She said yes. I saw the ring on um on the social media page. Uh, really nice. And they've been together, I did not know they were together for that long, for 10 years. Um, most people can't even commit to something for 10 minutes, uh, 10 hours, 10 days. So the fact that he was able to find the woman of his dreams and stick by her through thinking thin for 10 years, he popped the question, 
And she said, yes, it is awesome. And here's to you, Drew. I'm glad to, to call you a friend and hey, where is the the wedding registry? Where where is the, uh, the 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 wish you know the wedding list things to buy? Whatever it's called, I can't even. I'm drawing a blank, but you know what I mean. Uh, but cheers to you, my friend. Let me drink this Mexicano right now. Cheers, buddy. Ooh, ah, that is strong. That is some strong shit. There's some some good Mexical. Some Respirado. Ooh, that, that is really good, but strong as hell. Mm. So cheers to you. Um at i rather have a beer is fitting you know drew's from texas you know they're a fan of uh stone cold especially in this year's wrestlemania had a hell of a match i gotta go watch that match again i can just in hd because on the train i was watching on the train on my way home because i had to work saturday you know saturday and i didn't get to sleep fully sit down and immerse myself because I was working, I was, you know, commuting. So, yeah, I got to definitely change that. Ooh, excuse me. That uh, Mexico is repeating. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, shout-outs to Drew. Uh, shout-outs to the Four Kings, Leo the Four Kings, Rome himself. He's out right now. He's enjoying some leisure and and work as he definitely deserves it at um ceo is a fighting game tournament he's out there uh doing some commentating playing i believe he's out but he's he was doing his commentating thing and he's just enjoying the rest of the the weekend out there so shout outs to you also shout outs to cosmic kaiser six um again dude has been on a weight loss journey as well and you know keep pushing definitely keep pushing because uh you'll look back and say wow i fucking did that and anyone unless and anyone who's in a weight loss journey i'm in, i'm in one myself shout outs to anyone that's you know trying to better themselves you know it, it takes it takes something within yourself to say, I want to change. I want to feel better. I want to be better. I want to be the best version of myself. So again, shouts to Cosmic Kaiser. Shouts to anyone that's in that weight loss journey. And shout outs to Super Freak 187. Shouts to him. Uh, he's enjoying uh, fatherhood. It's um, it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 a fucking beautiful thing. Um, one day I hope to have kids myself. One day, and you know, you know, fuck what people say. Oh, just kids are a burden. They are a burden if you make them 
to be, especially if you're not ready. If you're irresponsible and you basically treat the kid like it's, 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 it's a, oh, it's a thing I don't want. Like, no, kids, at the end of the day, we were all kids once. And one day, of course, not everyone wants to have kids. That's fine. But don't go about making kids out to be a burden, you know? Like, I will love to have kids one day. And seeing someone that I've known for a few years now, it's it's awesome to see that they're enjoying fatherhood, that they're enjoying, they enjoy being a parent. So shouts to shouts to Super Freak. And lastly, shouts to Follow Your Dreams. He cool guy, had him on the podcast um before. Definitely gonna have him again in in the near future. Gotta plan things out. Um real life has been crazy, but we're definitely gonna plan something out. So that being said, one oh yeah, shout outs to the Fillmore Boys podcast. Shout outs to them. And you know, those those guys, Floyd and Amari. Cool guys. I gotta I gotta watch some of the I gotta listen to some of their shows because I just spin out of the loop. But I know they're still doing content. No, they got merch. And speaking of merch, let's see where, where, oh, where is my merch page? There we go. And Jesus Christ is so hot. Let's see right here. So we got on Teespring or spring.com. We have phone cases. I mean, if I rather you, all honesty, I rather you just get a sticker, get like a clear case, get a sticker, you know, save you some money. Like I, I'm a guy that's about saving money, but where you should spend your money, if you ever so inclined to do so, you know, hoodie. I should actually mark these down because. Um, it's, it's warm. And the only way you're going to wear a hoodie is you're inside an AC, AC, uh, cold room, which if you are right now, uh, screw you. It's fucking hot in my room. <laughs> um, but yeah, a shirt, get a tri-blend cause they're, they're lighter, they're lighter material. They breathe. So you don't got to worry about, you know, sweating. Definitely get you one of these. Um, a mug, a sticker, hoodie, and then I have some of the the OG. This is when my podcast was was called the Room the Room Prime TV podcast. So get yourself a hoodie, zip up hoodie, or a pullover. Get yourself a a tri blend tee, which I have have the same color. And I have this in red too. And uh, they both feel great. Get the tri-blend. But I know you got to have options. This, that, and the other. So definitely check out uh, my uh, Teespring store. 
uh, Roman Prime TVs. I don't, I don't know what the S uh, store uh, dash store dash two dot creator dash or just just search Roman Prime on Spring and you'll find it. And the link, of course, will be in the in the annotation below. So. That being said, let's go on to the show. Please, please. It's been a long time. Uh, and I haven't forgotten about you guys. And I just want to talk about certain things because I've been itching. No, not that itch. We're, we're clean. But I've been having an itch to talk about some of these things. And just because at the end of the day, I just see people falling for the same propaganda over and over again. It's no longer about having all the facts. It's no longer about having all the facts. It's no longer about coming with up, you know, current up-to-date information. All is now in 2022 is all about being emotional, being irrational, being illogical. And to me, that is the most scariest thing. But it's been done that way by design to, for people to essentially eat themselves, to not think rationally, think logically, and, you know, and come correct. Because whenever, at the end of the day, whenever it comes down to it, you can, you can come with, you can come with all the information, but these people are so brainwashed, they're so in tune, they're so in their conditioning that no matter what you say or do is not going to change how they feel. And the key word is feel, because it's all about feelings now. You can... Know everything, but it's all about how you feel. And especially with this, you know, abortion thing and with guns, because the last distraction was, oh, we need to do something about the Second Amendment, when in reality, it is, you need a deterrent, not only against criminals, people that can do you harm, to you, your family, your property, but also to stand against a standing army. And for people who think that, yeah, the Second Amendment is for hunting, is for recreational. No, it's not. Um, it is about a standing army. There's a reason why I went to war. And there's a lot of people who claim to know history, but they will put their own biases in this and trust me when and I said this on the last show the day y'all finally get your head out of your asses about this is when you're lined up in a firing squad when you're marching in into a camp and you wished wow I wish 
my view has changed or hell maybe even when you're you're walking in there you probably still feel the same way like yeah like this is for my safety this is for my protection you know and hey that's what makes you feel comfortable at the end of the day cool it's all cool with me but just understand that by you going about being against something, you are just you're inch, you're slowly but surely inching away our rights being taken away, and that is something that I'm not I'm not a happy camper about because even for the people that that disagree, that may not like me, that hate my guts, like I'm all for people, all law-abiding citizens having the ability to defend themselves. That's always been my thing. Yes, there are consequences. Yeah, there's a. There are. There are consequences to actions, even though they pick and choose when to. To insert that. But we're gonna talk about quickly the Supreme Court's uh, striking down of New York's. Uh, gun restricting concealed carry in major Second Amendment case. So we're going to talk about that. Let's bring it up in the big screen. So we're going to bring it up here from CNBC. Supreme Court strikes down New York New York gun law restricting concealed carry in major Second Amendment case. So, so the Supreme Court on Thursday struck down a New York state law requiring applicants for a license to carry a gun outside their homes that have proper cause to do so, saying that it violates the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. It does. The 6-3 ruling for the case is a major victory for gun right activists who had challenged New York's restrictive law, making it a crime to carry a concealed firearm without license. It also represents the Supreme Court's biggest expansion of gun rights in more than a decade and casts doubt on the laws in the other states of District of Columbia that restricts concealed carry permits in ways similar to New York. So you notice that all these things, all these, all these gun laws are, are much more stricter. It's in blue states. And there's a reason why these blue states are hellholes. And even blue cities and, and red states. There's a reason why they're hellholes. As someone that's living in New York is terrible. I remember before 2019, New York was relatively safe. Yeah, there was a few things here and there. But compared now, there's so many homeless people running around. They're just, they're just letting these people out. And I don't think just locking them up in prison is going to is going to solve the problem. We've got to open up these uh, mental institutions. Again, like I mentioned in the last episode, mental health is something that people don't want to touch with a 100-foot pole because it is not sexy. It is not glamorous. It doesn't pay well. And also when when the federal government or when the state gets rid of funding, yeah, it gets harder and harder to do your job and then they close down. But 
That's one of the issues with New York City. The other thing is crime. A lot of crime. And if there was a deterrent to, you know, for to make sure that, hey, don't be just doing anything willy-nilly because you don't know who's packing, you don't know who's carrying. And I'm, I'm like that out of the way. I don't know what people are capable of. I don't know what people can do. So I'm not going to mess with anybody. That's my thing. That's I, I was always taught that. Don't mess with nobody. Don't put your hands on no one. Don't mess with anybody. Leave people alone. Because when you start bothering people, you're going to see what, who they really are. So the moral of the story is don't fuck with people. Leave people alone. Because you don't know what they're capable of doing to you or to themselves at that. And let's continue. Let's see. The Supreme Court's six conservative justices voted to invalidate the law has been extensive since 1911. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a majority majority opinion in the case known as New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated versus Burnham. The court's three liberal uh, three liberals voted to uphold the law. Stephen Justice Breyer wrote a disdain, a disdain to the ruling. And I'm going to talk about Justice Clarence Thomas because he was one of the ones, of course, who voted to overturn uh, Roe v. Wade. And I'm going to... Um, Basically, a lot of these liberals are showing their true colors and why I will stand by what I said. That white liberals, again, not all of them, but the majority of them, but especially white liberal women, are fucking evil. They're fucking evil. We're going to get into that. I'm not going to spoil it. Let me read a little bit more of this. In his uh, majority opinion, Thomas wrote that New York's law violated the Constitution's 14th Amendment, which that says citizen has the right to equal protection under the law because it prevents law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms as authorized by the Second Amendment. And again, you have people that say, oh, why do people need all these guns and all that. And I'm like, that's their choice. Again, I'm not worried about what people have. See, the government is, like, they, they want to have, they want to go about having a list of all the people who, who have registered guns because those are the people that they're going to go after first. But we don't talk about that because we're so wrapped up on safety or we give up a little bit of our freedom we get you know, some security, like they both mean the same thing. So they cancel each other out. Liberty, freedom, security, same thing. When you give up one, you have neither. And I'm so sick and tired of these, these people that are anti second amendment. Talk about, oh, it's for hunting. Oh, it's for, it's for, it's for recreational uses. No, there's a reason why. The Second Amendment is, exists. There's a reason why 
it says here what uh, Thomas, uh, Justice Thomas says, prevent it prevents law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms. And when you disarm law-abiding citizens, guess who will have all the guns? Yeah, the cops too, but the criminals as well. And that's what these people fail to realize that, yeah, you're, you're disarming all the law-abiding people. But the only people who will have access to them, because they're criminals. Criminals don't care about laws. They don't care about rights. They're criminals. They're fucking criminals at the end of the day. But again, these liberals and also some conservatives masquerading as liberals, just rhino. They're uh, rhinos, <laughs> Republican in, in name only, <laughs> which that was kind of funny. Um, they're therefore trampling on your rights because yeah, it's 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 uh, it's fun to do so because a lot of these Republicans are cowards. Democrats are are insane, and the majority of Republicans are cowards. They're bitch made and that is why I do not have any allegiance to no political party you know my thing is I am liberal in some things and I'm conservative in some things but I do not have a political allegiance I do not have a like there's no R or D in front of my name because it doesn't matter. Like all this to me is like wrestling. It's like pro wrestling. If you guys know about pro wrestling and the insider knowledge, you already know what it is. On TV, people are bitter enemies, rivals, but then behind the scenes, they're all, you know, hanging out, driving down the road with each other, and they're friends. That's how politics are today. And the average person thinks that all oh, like it's it's it's. Democrats and Republicans fighting against each other. No, it's Democrats and Republicans against us, against people. A lot of them are bored and paid for. A lot of them are psychotic. You have a lot of them who are are sympathizing with basically same people, the same ideology that the left claims the right are which is Nazis and we're gonna talk about a little bit about that. Actually we'll talk about it now. So it's funny. Oof that Mexicow is uh it's repeating. Mm. Water break. Alright, so it's funny that in the past for five years or so that you've been hearing the mainstream media that Trump's uh, Trump and Trump supporters are racist Nazis basically calling half of the population of the United States Nazis it's funny because a lot of Latinos 
lot of black people voted for Trump, but in the eyes of the media and eyes of of these attractors, they called they basically they basically called racist. Meanwhile, everything that the Democrats said that Trump is going to do, Democrats have done. Oh, we're going to get sent to another war. Oh, he's going to raise prices and create inflation, do all these things. The left has done. And all the while, we're sending money arms mind you other countries because we allow them to we can fund them we can fund and give them uh, arms weapons you know not only guns but tanks missiles things like that all the while the second amendment here is bad but for ukraine the second amendment is is okay it's fine giving them money giving them a couple of hundred million, I think giving them giving them fifty billion and then a hundred a couple of hundred million. That's fine to give to Ukraine, but what do we get? Oh, we get inflation, we get more taxes, you know, all, all this shit. All the while we call, these same people calling us racist. Did you guys know? Because it's June, right? It's Pride Month, right? Did you guys know that Ukraine is openly, uh, it's it's really open about uh, Nazism? Did you know that? And they don't recognize a same-sex marriage? Did you know that? And meanwhile, uh, y'all, a lot of y'all, and I'm, again, mean this world of love in the world but y'all a lot of y'all are idiots crackheads for putting a ukrainian flag next to your pride flag no not knowing that the country that you were told to support by the media do not recognize same-sex marriage and i seen in some photos and videos during you know for pride parades they have Ukrainian flags being waved around, carried and waved around. And they don't recognize that over there in Ukraine. It's actual Nazis. Actual Nazis. There were people there were people in Ukraine in the beginning of all this crap that were tied up, stripped naked, tied up. And yet we're talking about oh we gotta we gotta support Ukraine. And meanwhile, your taxpayer money, your tax dollars are going to going to fund that. So we're basically funding actual Nazis. But yeah, Pelosi giving a a a, a eulogy, a nice heartfelt eulogy to you know to the I think. I think, oh man, oh, one second, one second.
All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. So. Let's see here. Because I'm going to share this. So I came across this. All right, so I'm going to stop sharing this. Share this. Bam. So this is in 2020, mind you. So we got Nancy Pelosi's glowing funeral funeral speech for KKK Grand Wizard Robert Bride. Speaking of racism and oppression, because, you know, this happened during the summer of love, right? Did you know that Democratic icon and celebrated hero Robert Bryan, who died years ago, was a grand resident of the KKK? Yep. <laughs> like it's fucking funny that these people are lecturing us about racism and, and oppression. Meanwhile, they 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 support this shit, and then look. In 1982, Joe Biden proposes a constitutional amendment that will overturn Roe v. Wade and allow states to choose their own policies and abortions. New York Times published in 2019. But yeah, we're not going to talk about that because, you know, we're definitely not going to talk about that. Let's um Okay, I think we're back. We're back. That was so weird what happened. I think we should think we're good. Still recording, still going. Okay. We're still good. Um But I'm glad that I, I came across it. It was recommended to me on my other Twitter account, which I need to start using for the podcast, which is Ruben Prime Media on Twitter. Again, Ruben Prime Media on Twitter. So RPM. <laughs> I like that RPM. That that's that's a nice uh abbreviation. Um but yeah. That that is basically that is basically what we're dealing with. People who are actual uh you know, sympathizers who are lecturing us about how racist we are and all the things that they were saying about Trump and listen. Like I said, I have no allegiance to one political party or another. I do not have allegiance to one person or anybody because in the root of it, human beings are, they're not, they're not all knowing. Like, they're going to get things wrong, especially in case fucking Democrats are going to get a lot of things wrong. But Human beings, at the end of the day, far from perfect. You can get 
some sort of wisdom from from people, you can see what what they've done and learn not to do that shit. But to just have it's just like having just just with, with sports team all you gotta ride or die support them. Like I'm not about that. Just like with wrestling, I'm not for one company or the other. I just want good fucking TV. I want good fucking wrestling. People get caught up in, in the politics and, and teams and, and the tribalism of it all, and it gets in the way of actually dealing with problems. Because when we're too tribalist for the wrong things, you see the result. People are caught up in, in teams and colors and, and, and sports. And not to say that you shouldn't listen to sports, but you have to have you got to have a you, know, you got to have a a rational mind you know got to got to think logically here but let's see um guess we can, we're done talking about the about the supreme court but just to end it i think the Supreme Court striking down New York State's government striking a concealed carry law is a good thing. Definitely, we we need uh, we definitely need a, a concealed carry um, law here. Like I'm really considering all the the shit that's been going on, and these past two years. If anything, these past two years have have shown us. This again is all about watching and, and seeing, and then learning from. You know, just learning from what went on two years ago, and what's still going on now. That for all the talk that yeah, like only the cops should have guns, but meanwhile, defund the police, fuck the police. And meanwhile, the only people that should have guns is the government, cops, whatever, military. Don't you think that they won't hesitate to use those guns on you? And that's the point of, especially with Roe v. Wade, with, with the Second Amendment, is these same people, they only want to use these laws against their enemies. They don't want they don't want things to be fair or equal. These people despise you. They want to make sure that law-abiding citizens don't have a means to defend themselves. All the while, the the daddy, the state, the federal government sick the guns on on their enemies. That's all it's about. It's not about having everyone having the right to bear arms. Everyone having the ability to defend themselves. It's just we wanna use our wanna use these political tools against our enemies. That's all it is with, with, with the with the left. And the right, like I said, a lot of them are cowards. A lot of them are rhino in name only. Excuse me, they're Republicans in name only. That's what the the acronym Rhino stands for. A lot of these Republicans are not Republicans, they're bitch made. They're cowards. 
they're weak. And you already know. I, I already said this so many times. Left is crazy. Left is insane. Look what they're doing. All their policies. Look what they've done. Strain the toilet. But the Republicans are no good either because they let this happen. It was like, oh no, we, we can't we can't say we can't say this. We can't call them out because then we'll get like fuck that. Like look 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 what they're doing. Look what they've done. So much like people talk mess about uh Donald Trump, but all of our shit was was low. He didn't send us to war. Businesses were thriving. People making money, gas prices were down. You know, and of course, in twenty twenty two, they can't they can't keep his name out of his mouth. Everything goes back to Trump. All every either everything goes back to Gamergate, which the whole Amber Heard thing. Everything goes to Trump. You know, is it the the things you hear? Oh, it's it's Trump. Oh, it's Gamergate. Oh, it's racism, white supremacy. Always those those three things. Always those three things. You hear it's it's like clockwork. When in doubt, they just go to the old reliable, because they have nothing. They have no moral standing, no moral high ground, no footing. So let's get into some entertainment. Let's talk about this piece of piece of garbage. So Ezra Miller reported from the Rolling Stone, guns, bullets, and weed. Ezra Miller is housing three young children and their mother at a Vermont farm. Sources claim the living conditions of the Flash Stars farm are unsafe for children, alleging there are weapons lying around and that one and that a one-year-old put a loose bullet in her mouth. Let's see here. Ezra Miller has been hosting a 25-year-old mother and her young three children at a Vermont farm, a living arrangement that worries the children's father, as well as two others with knowledge of the situation Rolling Stone has learned. My whole thing is, where the fuck, like in this case, where the fuck is the father? And of course, I can answer that shit. I can answer that shit. She, the the mother, most likely took away the children, stole the children from, from the father, and ran to Ezra Miller. And, of course, that's fine. If a, if a man did that, oh, believe me, you know that they will hunt him down. But because a woman did it, oh, it's okay because the kids should go with their mother. Yeah. Let's see here. Two sources with knowledge of the situation expressed concern to Rolling Stone that is, un- that is an unsafe environment for children, alleging that there were unattended guns thrown around the home of Miller's 96-acre property. One source who, like the other, Requested anonymity for fear of retribution. Recalled an instance where one one of the children, a one year old, allegedly picked up a loose bullet and put it in her mouth. Wow. But it's okay 
because as as Miller, he's non-binary, bisexual, uh, wears a dress, fine. Again, it was a man that was doing this. You know, a straight white male doing this, have have children in this, these loving conditions. Forget about it. He will be hunted down, just like the father did. If the father of these children, if he would have taken the father of these children, took took them and ran away with them, he will be hunted down. Uh, but the mother, who like the father, Rolling Stone, is not naming claims that Miller has helped her escape. From a violent and abusive ex, Miller helped helped uh, helped me finally have a safe environment for my three young children. How in the fuck is it safe when you have a bunch of guns lying around? You have a one-year-old with a bullet in her mouth. Wow. Ezra's home ranch has been healing haven for us, Tells she tells Rolling Stone. They have many firearms for self-defense purposes, and they are stored in a part of a house that the children will never go in. My kids are able to relax more, relax more into their healing because of the safety and nurturing Ezra has been providing for them. Right, healing, that's what they call it now. Uh, the mother and the children, age one to five, have been living and Miller's Stanford, Vermont farm since mid-April. The actor met the woman in Hilo, Hawaii, which Miller has been visiting in March. And he he's done some things in, over in Hawaii, too, by the way. The embattled actor who, who is set to star in Warner Brothers anticipated a flash racked up a string of arrests while in Hawaii, causing an emergency meeting with studio executives about their future with the franchise. Miller, non-binary, uses they them pronouns, of course. In the midst of in the midst of that unfolding crisis, children's father claims to Rolling Stone that Miller secured a flight out of Hawaii for the woman and for the woman and her children, alleged, allegedly without the father's knowledge. He claims that he has not been able to see or speak with his children since the departure. I got a bad feeling in my stomach, the father says. I I do want to go get my kids. They mean the fucking world to me. Representatives of Miller did not reply to a request for comment. Of course, the mother and father have been at odds for some time, according to Hawaii court records. The mother pursued one domestic abuse chart one domestic abuse case and one paternity case. And see, this is why I cannot stand courts. You know, I cannot stand a family court because most of the time, if if he did really abuse her and her kids, then screw him. But it just seems very suspect. It just seems far-fetched. And until, of course, there's proof, this is insane. And, of course, all this, if this was a, a straight white person or just a man doing this, he he will be hunted down. And, of course, because Ezra Miller is non-binary and uses they-dumb pronouns and wears a dress and, and look, 
Like, he's gone away with so much shit. And yet these same people want to talk about privilege. All these, all the world, all these white people have so much privilege, blah, blah. Is these same people out here that are actual, they're the ones who are actually, actually go about having and taking advantage of privilege. It's insane. All the shit they did in Hawaii, all the shit that he done recently, right. It's crazy. Um, let's see. Damn, we're an hour in already. Uh, let's see. He had denied. He had denied all abuse allegations, and the domestic case was terminated when neither of the parents appeared in court. Files and paternity case show that the judge put out a case on hold. That's October because the father hasn't been served. The father filed a domestic case against the mother in April related to her not taking the children out of state. That case is pending. The mother says she's still living at the Miller, at Miller's farm with her children. Two sources confirmed that seeing the children there with their mother described a chaotic environment that's unsafe for children. Video footage from April reviewed by Rolling Stone appeared to have at least eight assault weapons, rifles, and handguns lying around in the living room. In the living room with some weapons propped up next to the pile of stuffed animals. Again, if this was a, a regular guy, a straight, a straight white male, you see, you see all these guns, like again, they would have taken advantage of this. Let's see. Also learn that there's sizable is a sizable cannabis farm on Miller's property, which Miller's close friend and reported handyman Whitney Sutter's claim on social media that the two are running cannabis property company called Rebel Alliance Cannabis. Uh, numerous photos posted to Sutter's social media pages indicate that there's far greater number of marijuana plants ever in Vermont's permit permitted two mature plants or four immature plants that private citizens can own. So there's uh, told one Facebook friend that there are at least 28 different strains growing for fall for the fall 2021 harvest. Miller's farm is not among the 20, the state's 25 licensed uh, cultivators that allow to grow more than six plants. Uh, to wholesale Rolling Stone confirmed this with Vermont's cannabis control board. So he's out there growing. He's basically breaking the law at the end of the day. He has 20 different strains. And they, Vermont only permits two mature plants or four immature plants. So another law breaking. Listen, I'm all for decriminalizing weed because it's fucking weed. It's not anything hardcore, but. You already know. I, me, I don't like the government knowing what I what I have when I'm growing. Because it could be weed, it could be uh, fruits, vegetables. I got a fucking cow. <laughs> you never know. Let's see here. Oh. Uh, 
dude, this is this is fucking insane. Like, I, I don't want to read any more of this. I really don't want to read any more of this. This is just insane. The fact that this guy, datum dude person, has gone away with so much shit. What he what he's done in in Hawaii. I think he he hit he hit someone. There was a woman with a chair, split her head open, saying you're gonna fucking die, bitch, and then stalking, you know, stalking people. It, it's insanity. And of course, when like this this what this incident is what finally got. It says right here. This right here. Racked up a string of arrests while in Hawaii, causing an emergency meeting with studio executives about the future with the franchise. So when finally, when Warner Brothers got word of what he did in Hawaii, that's when they had an emergency meeting because he was in a tear out there in Hawaii. All the while he was doing this shit doing a lot more shit beforehand. And Warner Brothers knew. But of course they sweep under the rug because most likely he, you know, with these Hollywood casting couches, he might have did some things and they might have did some things, you know, involving certain orifices and genitalia. And because of that, they, you know, that's why he's acting the way he's acting, because no one in their right mind would be doing this unless you're, you're, you know, drugged up or something. It's insane. So, just sum it all up. This this person is just scum of the earth. Um, when you involve children, when you put them in an unsafe environment, when the mother, it looks like she just ran away with the kids. When you have a mother that, that does that, yeah, I am, I am, I'm not surprised because, of course, you got family court. Family court is, is trash. And again, these, in many instances, the woman will sick the cops, the courts, onto the man. So this is just a shit show. And, there's got to cut ties with this person because they're just nothing but bad news and a piece of garbage. Let's get this dude off my screen. Yeah, let's get this dude off my screen. So the main event. The main event because... Uh, Christ. Christ Almighty. Um, Christ Almighty on a fucking stick. Um, let's see. Go to. I want to laugh. Let's go to CNN. 
Let's go to CNN. So I want to laugh. Um, actually, wait a minute. There was another. There was another article I want to talk about before I get to this. I jumped the gun because we're gonna go as long as we have to to get everything done. Um, two articles, but we'll just go quick. I read them really quick and talk about. Here we go. All right. So from Bounding to Comics, um, the Northman director, Robert Eggers, is sick of cinema's modern, tiresome, lame commercial culture. Uh, Robert Eggers certainly isn't the most mainstream-minded of filmmakers, making his mark as he did with thrillers The Witch and The Lighthouse, Experimental, and, and The Darlings of Critics, both are made up to are made to appeal to the indie market more than the theater goes flocking to Top Gun Maverick, which I got to see Top Gun Maverick because that movie looks good. And Nick, uh, Nick Cage, um, Tom Cruise, for better or worse, he's a good actor. Like his politics, the fact that he's a Scientologist, he's a good actor. But that's where I stopped. That's it. He's a good actor. I don't support his Scientology shit. I'm not about that. But again, just gotta had to draw the line. Let's see. Going all out in 2022, Eggers went went for broke with the Northman and a high octane actioneer. Uh, his historical piece, which unfortunately failed to light up. Its target audience, Edgar's, they receive fondness of critics, including Bound into Comics, which is a divided aim confusion about his message. I'm very grateful that most people who have been writing about this movie understand my intentions, which which is great. He said in an interview with Slash Film, every once in a while when people when people are saying it's glorified violence and masculinity, it's and this kind of thing. It's, it confused me, he said, because he continued, but I think that when you try to impose complementary morals on the past, when you're telling a story, you just lost a lot of, you, you lose it. Continue on. While there's just a, just opposing modern rules and morals related to historical periods, in modern cinema climate, Eggers, sto- Eggers strove to be authentic to the Viking Age and its matter of factness when it comes to the way of the warrior. I'm trying my very best to uh, actually the physical material of the world of the Viking Age accurately. Also with the Viking mindset without judgment, he explained. And that is brutal work, you know. So when it's the audience to come into their own conclusions about this stuff. And if I'm going to do that, it's impossible to be sanitized. I grew at it. And that, that is my thing. Um, that is my thing as well, that people talk about history 
but then they try to sanitize, they try to whitewash it, they try to add in. That's why people are not fans of this new Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power that's on Amazon. Because they're putting all all these things that, you know, all these, you know, they, they have like a uh, black actors playing certain roles and like that's not historically accurate because Lord of the Rings takes place during a certain time period and it's all in one part of the world. And that that's just historical fact. Um, I'm I don't pretend to be a a lore master about Lord of the Rings, but what I do know is that you know Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings the way he did for a reason, and now you have people trying to go about. you know, trying to just sanitize it, change it. And people are tired of that. People want authenticity. They're tired of all this walk pandering. They're tired of inserts. They're tired of bait and switches. It's it's insane. Let's see, he admitted being non-sanitized in the artist cinema, which is an uphill battle when uh, when... Producers want to dial back grim material, but getting his own creative, his own his own way creative, creatively is an equally stand issue when conjures envy and angers toward towards the old ways of storytelling. This sounds super, super uber uh, precious, but I think that it's hard to do this kind of creative work in a modern secular society because it becomes all about your ego and yourself. He said, recognizing the, um, the amateur, uh, the amateur cannot simply make films for the audience of one. And he's correct. Now you gotta worry about pleasing everyone. You gotta have a little bit of everything for everyone when watching these these films now it's not about getting a core audience that's movies are not made for that now and you see that you see all these big big blockbuster movies you gotta uh you gotta go about doing things for the china market you know for the chinese market you gotta do things for you know for this side of the planet that side of the planet is is global it's no longer hey like this pocket of people it's um that's just how it is now unfortunately i am envious i am envious this this is the horrible part i am envious of medieval craftsmen who are doing work of god and that becomes a way to you get to be creative to celebrate something else you continue and I'm almost done with this. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Basically, you get the point that this film, reason why this film, like, I watched, I enjoyed that. I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Like, the ending, again, the Northman, the ending of Northman was underwhelming. But I saw what the director was trying to do. I saw the vision he had. And I was like, okay. 
listen, it's better than most movies I've been watching as of late. And, you know, it didn't do too well. It okay. But that's just the thing. Like, people didn't like that. It was just a bunch of white. It's all white. I mean, it's about Vikings. You'd rather have a Latino Viking, which no such thing. <laughs> you know, I didn't know there was Latinos in Iceland and Greenland. <laughs> oh, man. But just to sum it up, um, what he says, he is sick and tired of cinema's modern, tiresome land, commercial culture. I'm in agreement with this. You cannot take, nowadays you cannot take risk. You cannot write for an audience of one. You had to, you had to make a movie globally. I mentioned the Chinese market. You got to worry about the, the global market, not just the domestic market. And you can't, you cannot be, you had to be you had to be sanitized. And this director here, uh Robert Eggers, he did not sanitize this. It was very violent, very brutal. I like that. I enjoy when when it calls for it, having a good just scene with with, with just rage and, and, and violence. It makes sense. Mindless violence. It's whatever. I'm not a fan of it. I don't hate it, but it's just, it just doesn't appeal to me. I'd rather be with a purpose. You know, a, a main character's wife, children get slain, family gets slain. He gets betrayed by his master, by, by his family member, friend, whoever, you know. But yeah, then it gets into... It gets into the into the thing with where's that article? Where's that article? Then we go to Lightyear. Lightyear flop is a sign of audiences are wary of Hollywood's wokeness. Hollywood was founded by for generations run by pure showmen who were fanatically devoted to giving the audience what it wanted. Today's Hollywood message is let us entertain you, but first a brief lecture on what is wrong with you, the audience. Artists and, and entertainment corporations have always been desperate to be taken seriously, hence why they need to manufacture respectability via awards given out by high, by high fawning, August sounding institutions such as the Academy of motion pictures, arts, and sciences. Sciences, you guys are creating pretty pictures, not curing cancer. <laughs> like this, this, this guy sounds just by his, 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 his wit and sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, Oscars went, went to box office gains, glossy romantic dramas, staggering historical epics. Then movie industry divided into award pictures, audience pictures. In the past few years, even audience pictures 
have started to flip up and remind us about racism, feminism, and immigration, etc. These are important matters, but people go to movies primarily for escape. There you go. Something I've always been saying. One reason Top Gun's Maverick is such a huge success, uh, the biggest movie of Tom Cruise's career, probably the biggest movie this year, is simply ignores all the quarrelsome real-world issues TGM seeks merely to entertain, not to pursue, not to persuade you that you are the people who are made it, who made it are virtuous. Thank you. Someone said it. Someone fucking said it. Meanwhile, Disney, much touted Lightyear, came out and did surprisingly poor after a lot of week of release talk about the lesbian relationship in the film. Same-sex marriage is a small part of the story, and no one should be bothered by the existence of gay people, even in a kids' movie. Hmm. But shockingly, the underperforming underperformance must have Disney wondering whether people stayed away because they thought, even mistakenly, that Lightyear was a message movie. Disney's decision to spend a couple of minutes of screen time reminding us that this is a gay-friendly company may have cost them millions in ticket sales, but it was supposed to be its annual Pixar blockbuster. Disney has to consider the idea that may it might be many Pixar fans who have no problem with gay marriage, who nevertheless would prefer the matter to be left out of kids' movies. Yes, Disney also chose a side in the floor dispute about teaching sexual orientation to little kids and may have damaged one of its world's most valuable brands. Because I remember Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story. And also the other reason why this movie didn't do so well is because Tim Allen wasn't in it, the voice Lightyear, Chris Evans wasn't in it, and he said that people that didn't like this movie or the lesbian scene kissing that they're a bunch of idiots and they should die slow. The fans, like, come on, Captain America. Like, come on, Captain America. Like, don't don't be a cuck. He is a cuck. Let's see. James Patterson, the quintessential of popular writers, does not care about sending a message, was swamped with criticism when he suggested that white male writers on Hollywood are victims of just another form of racism. That sounds dumb on the surface, but every Hollywood producer in Hollywood is loudly proclaiming its commitment to inclusivity, which is another way of saying that he desperately hire people other than non-handicapped straight white males. TV networks are proudly announcing new requirements that, for instance, CBS, at least 50% of staff writers, uh, be members of minority groups. Once hired, such staffers often put stories about pressing social problems. There you go. I always say, I don't care what your disability is, what your skin color is, background is, who you lay in bed with, what you do in your bedroom. All I care is that you're able to do your job and do it well. That's my thing. I, I don't care. I don't give a damn about problems, this, that, black problems, white problems, gay problems, lesbians problems. I don't care because at the end of the day, you have a job to do. 
to put out good stories, good materials, not to lecture us, not to lecture us about social issues. There's a reason why people go to movie theaters. They go to escape, to have fun for an hour and a half, two hours or change, depending how long the movie is. We go there to have fun, be immersed in whatever we're watching. We're not there to be lectured that you're a piece of garbage, here's why, and also please watch our movie. People are not there to, to, to get that lecture. And for those who say, well, it's not that deep. Uh, yes, it is. Because the same reason why we became fans of, of cinema, became fans of things like, for example, Terminator, Die Hard, Toy Story, uh, a lot of these Disney movies, Pixar movies, you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. It's because of the story, because of these characters, because of how they made us feel. They took us into a world of fancy where we can escape just a while to just not think about the L's of the world. But when you put the L's of the world, if you put real world issues into whatever we're trying to, as the medium to escape, people get tired of it. They push back. And I'm sorry to say, people that only write about social justice issues and they try to talk about inclusivity and they try to put all this woke bullshit, they're the most boring, uninteresting. They're so dry of fun, of any excitement, because all they see in life is real, real problems. Oh, Racism, white supremacy, oh, gay people are being attacked, all this stuff, all oh, minorities, this, minorities. It's really boring to to live that way. It really is boring to go about living in a world where everyone is racist, everything is against you, everyone is out to attack you, everyone is out to get you. It's really fucking boring, and that's really that's really depressing. And you wonder why suicide rates are up because when people are conditioned, that's all they that's all they know about. You see why. I'm not saying, well, don't not to acknowledge these things. Absolutely not. But we have to acknowledge that. Listen, we need to have a medium to escape. There's always a time and place to talk about social issues, but to put in every single thing we watch and to indoctrinate children, it's a problem. That's always been my thing to always have a time and place. We always have to have some some sort of social awareness. And I think that's still the problem too. A lot of these people in these positions, they have no social awareness whatsoever. None at all. Because for being about social justice, they're not getting that one aspect of that 
social. They're not social. They're not about the people. They just use that as a term that they could wrap around and, and they could look pretty. In reality, these people, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't even like the people within their own groups. They can't stand being social. They, can, they cannot stand the fact that they got to interact with people. They cannot stand that. And it shows. It fucking shows. Because if they really were if they really were about social justice, they will actually talk things out. Not only with people on their side, but on the other side of the To have a conversation, to have uh, you know, good discourse, have discernment. But they won't. They never, they, they never have, and they never will. And to try to talk to these people, it's just talking to a brick wall. And as my one of my many rants, like I said, this is gonna be a, a doozy. Um, this, this is gonna be a long one. I don't really mind it because I, I've been out for a week, but um, it, it is it is what it is. But I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna read this whole. This, yeah, I'm going to finish this, yeah. Uh, a result, British TV survey found that 62% of his viewers think political correctness has gone too far. Agreed. Fucking agreed. I am not in a lot, I'm in a lot of meetings now when people tell me that this will never get on because it's not woke enough. Observe, uh, observes Egyptian-born British comedy writer. Ash Latala, Latala, uh, polling TV show producers are much more interested in foregoing issues such as transgender rights than the British public, which is notably more PC than Americans than we Americans are. In the U.S., the polling focus on the entertainment industry found that sixty-five percent agree that corporate wokeness has gone too far. It's assuming that the members of the entertainment industry often refer to as the industry, uh, as though they have forgotten the most important word. With the collapse of Netflix stock price, Disney box office headache, and reveal Top Gun Hollywood, execs must be wondering whether the progressive politics have amounted to that kind of self-imposed woke tax. Yep. I mean, the mantra is you go woke, you go broke. So much diversity too much inclusivity all this woke crap it hurts at the end of the day and companies will realize that that people don't want this woke garbage they don't want it they want to be entertained they want to have fun again especially in the world that we're living in we need to escape a little bit that doesn't mean that we're not aware that oh once once we watch the movie, oh, our cares in the world are gone. No, but for the meanwhile, we're entertained. We take something away from it. We have fun. But when you inject woke in every fucking thing, every fucking thing, people start to see that. They get annoyed by it. People are, are, are speaking with, with, with their money. People are speaking with their wallets. And I know Hollywood is worried, but I mean, they'll still pump out this garbage. 
I don't care because they they gotta go. They're going for broke, literally, because they feel like it's it's them. It's not them that's the problem. It's all of us. So they feel no matter what, they gotta put out this message, even at the cost of millions of dollars. And Lightyear, from what I heard, it costs I think two hundred million. I'm like, wow! And they did not do well in the box office. So they're hemorrhaging money. And when I went to see, um, was it Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I saw the, the Lightyear trailer. And then when I went to see um, Nick Cage's movie, The Bearable Weight of Massive Talent, they showed it again. And they showed Top Gun. And I was like, I want to see both of these movies. I want to see Top Gun. I want to see Lightyear. But then that's all they were talking about with Lightyear is the lesbian scene. I'm like... So, who is Lightyear? Tell us about his origin. Like, this movie is about his origins. No, they worry about the kiss. And that's the doing of Hollywood. That is the fall of Hollywood. So, they get what they deserve. And people are tired of wokeness. Let's see here. So, now, you can get into the main event. Going to the minimum. I have a lot to say about this. And we have is that one hour and 35 minutes. Hopefully we can end before the two hour mark, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Let's see here. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Just getting the mainstream media side of things. And then I'm going to get my take. And then I'm going to show you some examples of hypocrisy and signs. They're just showing that white liberals are not your friends, especially white liberal women. They're not your friends. But we're going to get into the news. CNN. I need a laugh. That's why I'm on CNN. Uh, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Roby Wade hoes mad. Gardening tools are furious. CNN Supreme Court overturned Roby Wade on Friday, holding that there is no longer federal constitution a constitutional right to abortion, to an abortion. The opinion is most uh, consequential Supreme Court decision in decades and will transform the landscape of women's reproductive health in America. Going forward, abortion rights will be, term, will be determined by states unless Congress acts. Already, nearly half of the states have or will pass laws banning to, uh, that ban abortions while others have enacted strict measures regulating their procedure. I mean, yeah, because the left wants actually late-term abortions or after-birth abortions. But yeah, like, oh my God, this is this changed the landscape of women's reproductive health. And I'm going to give my, my take, my opinions on this. I'm going to read a good part of this. Then you're going to hear what I have to say. Those who are listening want to hear that uh roe was 
and uh, grandiously wrong from the start. Uh, Justice Samuel wrote in his majority opinion, his reasoning was uh, is exceptionally weak. The decision has been has damaging consequences by far bringing a national sentiment of abortion. Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened deepen division. The vote was 5-4 in the favor of overturning Roe in a joint, uh, in a joint uh, discerning opinion. Justice Stephen Breyer, uh, Sonia Sotomayor, and, and Elena Kagan heavily criticized the majority, closing with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have uh, today lost a fundamental constitutional uh, protection. We dissent. The opinion uh, represents the accumulation of decades-long efforts are part of clinics or abortion seeking to return to more power to the states. It was made possible by a solid six-member conservative member, including three Donald Trump's nominees. At least 21 states have laws or constitutional amendments already in place that will make them certain to attempt to ban abortion as quickly as possible, according to the Gunn-Mancher Institute, which favors abortion rights. And an additional four states likely to ban abortions as soon as possible without the federal protections. Justice John Roberts did, did not join the majority writing in a, a concurring opinion that he will not have overturned Roe, but instead will have only uphold Mississippi law banning abortions after 15 weeks. Let's see. Biden, President Joe Biden said Friday the health and life of a woman in this nation are now at risk. No, it's not. After the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion. It's a sad day for the court and for the country, Biden, Biden said, speaking from the White House calling for Congress to codify the right to an abortion. So see, so it's okay when it's okay when you can say, hey, vote harder. We we got you know, we got the, the Senate. We got Congress to to do something. Something that's unlikely given the split balance of power in the Senate. And again, they these people are telling, oh, you got to vote harder. AOC was saying, oh, we got to vote harder. We need to, you know, burn, we need to burn down, burn things down. I, I got to find that video. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's fucking crazy to me that they can talk about burning things down and overturning the government because Roe v. Wade was turned. But yet these same people, these same people were clutching their pearls at January 6th. Like, oh my God, never forget January 6th. This was terrible. Meanwhile, before that, in 2020, a good part of the summer, it was just rioting, looting, destruction of property, people living in terror basically gave a BLM and, and, and Antifa just free reign to just go crazy 
in, in America. But yet, they can they can say, these people can say, oh, we need to vote harder. Oh, we need to burn things down. We need to, uh, there's um this, this group, um, uh, is it, is it Jane's Revenge? Something like that. There's this group that is going around, going around, uh, vandalizing, destroying churches, uh, destroying clinics. It's crazy. Like these people are absolutely insane, but yet when they talk about an insurrection, it's fine because they're the ones who are who are about they're the ones that are doing it. It's cool when they do it. When the other side does it or appears to do it, they'll blow it up and say, see, these people are dangerous. They're insurrectionists. They're trying to take over the country. Meanwhile, weren't you weren't you basically greenlit all that stuff that happened in the summer of love in 2020? It, you you had people on the aisle saying, yeah, yeah, burn, burn it down, burn it down to the ground, destroy everything, burn everything down. But oh my God, January 6th, oh my God, no, it's still terrible. We got to do something. This is an atrocity. This is a, a freedom. We almost lost freedom that day, right? And I already said many times, I do not agree what went down. The, the people that did go in there and they, they ran roughshod and they did stuff in the Capitol. I disavow that. And it's funny that you got to say that nowadays because if you even say, but wait a minute, this thing here, January 6th, was bad. Like it's worse than 9-11, worse than people dying, worse than people having to jump out of the windows because the floor that they were on was all the, the flames were reaching to their floor and they couldn't get out. So they had to jump out of the building. I saw a video on national TV of people jumping out of the World Trade Center towers. And then first responders saying like every time they heard a, as someone, someone's body hitting the ground. But January 6th is worse than that. So when I hear people say that January 6th was the most was the most terrible day in America's history, y'all fucking pieces of shit. And hey, maybe some of y'all weren't weren't aware when 9/11 happened, but I was and many people I know were. And that was a terrible day. Terrible fucking day. And for people to go around and say that this is worse than in Pearl Harbor, worse than 9-11. And y'all being told that that's, y'all being told that because they're trying to paint a narrative because, of course, it's something that the Democrats have. And now they have Roe v. Wade being overturned. They have this now. They have two things they can play around with. Uh, one... People are not really buying. There's some that are, and those people are retarded with January 6th being worse. But they have this new thing now. That's a new, this new shiny toy now that is uh, Roe v. Wade being turned. 
And then you have people on the left saying that, yeah, we need to burn things down. We need to riot. We need to do something. We need to, you know, vote harder. We need to destroy the establishment. Kind of like what SpongeBob said when they were um, going on strike with Mr. Krabs. Like, yeah, we need to dismantle the establishment. We need to break. We need to break um, things board by board. We need to saw the table in half. It just sounds like a bunch of kitties going on strike, SpongeBob style, because they didn't get their way. And we're I'm I'm already done reading this. Um, I'm already done reading this. I want to show. There we go. I want to show this. I wish, I wish I would have saved. Maybe I did. Let me let me see. Let's see. Did I save it? Nope. Absolutely not. It was someone on Twitter Spaces that. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Um, There was someone on Twitter Spaces that let's see. Yeah, there was someone on Twitter Spaces, um, a Jew, they dumb, or he, him, or whatever, were saying that Oh, that the overturning Roe v. Wade was terrible. That um, Clarence Thomas, like we've done so much, we've done so much for for black people in this country, and you, you know, turn your back on us. And he called them. He, he called, just like this person did, John Cor Cor Corbett, another. Another dumb feel nigger. Just such ease. And I, there's more instances, more examples, which I'm going to try and find. Actually, I think I might have quote tweeted it. Let me see. I might have quote tweeted it. Um, hope so. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe it was like in a. Actually, uh, yeah, let me duplicate that. Yeah. I'm trying to. Damn, I really think that they. Someone, the person that posted. They might have deleted it or they might have got suspended. That sucks because, yeah, they might have deleted a whole Twitter account. <laughs> they might have deleted their whole Twitter account because, Jesus, like th this white person just said if the fucking N word, like it was going, like, like it was just going out of style. He was saying, I was like, whoa. And then they kicked them off, of course, because. 
Of course. And it's funny, and the the Twitter Spaces was with a few was a, a few black women that were hosting it, and they let them in. Of course, you already know. And when he said that, they kicked him off. It was like, oh, okay. So you have you have awareness. All right, so let's see here. Let's put this up right there. Yep. Clarence Thomas. Yep, just another dumb field nigger. That that's what this guy said, of course. Um oof. Let's see here. And you guys see this thread here. This thread is and it sucks that they they've uh, deleted it. Because there was some there's some spicy shit on here. Yep, this person right here. Of course, with the multicolored hair. Like, these liberals are not your friends. These liberals are masquerading as friends, as allies for black people, for minorities. And they will turn on you when you disagree. And they feel that they they feel that strongly about that that's how they really feel about y'all about black people they think that hey black people will, will agree with everything because they're dumb and then when they see oh shit they don't agree with everything that we have to say as, as liberal they don't they don't agree with everything from the liberal ideology from the playbook oh it's it just it's just you know a hard r right you're the end where with the hard R. You know? Always. White liberals using the hard R always have been. Love that. Love it. And then, yep, stop asking women why they're being racist. Yep. <laughs> stop asking women why they're being racist. Okay, because they women. They, they they can they can go about killing their, their babies and go about um you know, lying, all this stuff is fine. Look at Amber Heard. Oh, we got to believe Amber Heard even though she was proven to be a liar. We need to believe her. Got to believe her because she's a woman. Just one white, my white woman being racist in the tweet collections getting big. I wished I would have saved that. I so wished I would have saved it. I'm so mad I didn't say because that video was like, Oof. Um, but anyway, white privilege concierge. Be too liberal f- for you. Yes, Jenny Crow Thomas wrote it, but nowhere in black cultures Clarence Thomas acknowledges anything other than an Uncle Ruckus ass self loathing N word. Yep. Is a white liberal right there, and then the next one. Another another white liberal. Doesn't this nigga realize his rights are next? Gotta love it. I think they, they deleted their Twitter accounts. Made a new one. You already know. But my whole thing with... With... Roe B. Wade being... Overturned. It's just one... 
it just shows that these people, let's see here, I'm trying to find, damn, I have so many damn tabs. So many tabs. Here we go. I found it. Okay. Found the tab. So we're going to play this. Let me share this here. Let's see here. The mother okay. before, during, and after yep. the child. And I am not anybody to tell you what you need to do with your life or with your uterus. And because I have a family with a lot of special needs kids, I have a brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one year old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. And I know not all families can do it. And I have a step granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It is very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another, another step grandson who is uh, very autistic, who has autism and it is incredible. And their mothers and, the, and people who are in that society or in that community will tell you that they considered suicide because that's how difficult it is to get help because that's how lonely they feel, because they can't get other jobs, because they have financial issues, because the care that they're able to give their other children suffers. And so why can I be Catholic and still think this is a wrong decision? Because I'm American. I'm Catholic inside the church. I'm Catholic when it comes to me. But there's a lot of Americans who are not Catholic and are not Christian and are not Baptist. And you have no damn right to tell them what they should do with their body. Nobody does. Ladies, uh, obviously, it's a very emotional topic. I hear you. I understand that. And I think that, uh, Anna, thank you for sharing all of that. And I appreciate you pointing out. There we go. So right there, Anna Nervato is saying the quiet part out loud here, implying that aborting the disabled is a fundamental right that she was mentioning or her, uh, her, her children and uh, family members that have, you know, that have disabilities. And then we go here. We go right here. This is in part the reason why Margaret Sanger started the Birth Control Society and Parent Parenthood Eugenics. The most urgent problem today is how to limit and discourage the overfertility of the mentally and physically defective Margaret Sanger, quote unquote. Yep. People forgot about Margaret. People aren't educated on Margaret Sanger. I, there's something else I want to share. A little bit, a little bit, but I want to get this tweet, this thing right here. Something that Malcolm X brought up. But tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals. Start this over. Another group of whites who call themselves conservatives. Either to get in this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, integration, civil rights issues, 
are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football, and the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leaders who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. There he goes. That's the full quote from that, uh, that photo. And again, this, this is just what Malcolm X said. It's correct. It's fucking correct. Is it you're seeing it? That's why I do not have any allegiance with any political party, any one, because it's all about control. It's all about, it's all about power. So it's been, and the thing is with the liberals, they're much more like they. They're very hypocritical. And I always talk about the, the hypocrisy of, of the left. But the thing is, they get away with it because they got the left cover. They wrap themselves up in being so loving, so diverse. Oh, we're all about pride. We're all about, you know, equality. We're all about the rights for, for uh, you know, for minorities gays, trans, things like that. In reality, a lot of these people don't, they don't like black people. They can't stand black people. They don't like gays, trans, you know. They're just, they're used as a voting block at the end of the day for more power. And when the sooner people understand this, the better. And with Roe v. Wade being overturned, you're seeing true, the true colors of these liberals calling Clarence Thomas, you know, a hard R. You, you, you've seen the tweets, you know, I'm going to actually, I'm going to upload this to YouTube because uh, I got to all the other, the other episodes I got to upload straight to YouTube. 
that I got around doing that, and I apologize. Very unprofessional of me, but I, I feel this one's a real banger. I, I think this this one has been very good, but I'm not done because there's more. I got one clip I got to play, and it explains why there's just a a, a thing for is such a, a, a why liberals are fighting for abortion and, and calling it a, a right, you know, reproductive right. The new faith worldwide. In 1916, H.G. Wells' lover, Margaret Sanger, starts her promotion of eugenics in the United States. In 1923, Sanger receives massive funding from the Rockefeller family. Sanger wrote to fellow eugenicist Clarence J. Gamble that black leaders would need to be recruited to act as front men in sterilization programs directed against black communities. You heard that. And see, this is from, and by the way, this is from Alex Jones, uh, Alex Jones's documentary. And the game, uh, Blueprint for a Global Enslavement. And there's a there's a third act in the documentary which talks about eugenics. And I like listening to this just just because of everything that's going on, especially with you know, the whole abortion debate. There's a lot of deep-seated uh, roots to eugenics with, with this. And people don't understand that there's a reason why they want to keep abortion a thing for many reasons. But one of the reasons is, is they want to be able to abort the undesirables. Like uh, that, that lady was saying, she was saying the quiet part out loud that, yeah, we, you know, to have to have a kid with you know disability is hard it's it's really challenging and basically implying that aborting disabled handicapped children uh is a right like oh they don't get a a, a choice to live i've known a lot of a lot of parents that raise children with disabilities and yet yeah, it's challenging Life is a challenge, but to decide who lives, who dies, it's funny. She said, well, who, who, who are you to tell me what to do with my body? Well, who are you to tell, who are, who are you to give the right to decide who lives, who dies? And the other thing is, I mean, um, stop sharing the screen. And the other thing is, a lot of times... And I'm sorry, and I'm gonna say this. I don't care how it, you know, gonna say it like it is. It's a lot of women who are irresponsible with their bodies. Instead of vetting the person they're gonna sleep with, they don't. They get pregnant, and a lot of times they don't take action beforehand. They don't take plan B. They don't have the guy wear a condom before the fact. 
and they wait too late. It's like, oh, not a big deal. Oh, I'm I'm starting to show maybe I had too much to eat that day. Oh, uh, why why I'm getting morning sickness? You know, why 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 is my belly getting big? And then they realize, and oh my God, I'm pregnant. And for all this talk about it's my body, my choice. They sure don't know much about their body, number one. Number two, it's just, again, sexual irresponsibility with your body. And it's all this talk about my body, my choice. It's just a shield to say, well, I'm irresponsible with my body, so I got to get a job, get, get out of Joe for free card. That's all it is, basically. It's all it is at the end of the day. It's it's for whenever they fuck up, there's that fail safe. And I was told growing up, hey, it's better to buy a box of condoms than it is to buy a box of Pampers because they're expensive. I've raised a lot of my a lot of my uh, nieces and nephews, and yeah, that stuff ain't cheap to to have uh, all these things like, um, you know, baby formula, which now, good luck trying to get, like, the good stuff, not the the GMO crap, but the good stuff, that's hard to get. But getting, you know, pampers, getting baby formula, getting all these things, clothes, because, you know, babies grow. So you always got to buy, buy clothes. It's expensive. And I was always taught that. Better get a box of condoms. Make sure that your pull-out game is strong. Make sure that you're responsible, that you don't, that you don't, you're getting these women pregnant out here. Especially because we got to deal with the brunt of, the family courts. We got to deal with child support. We got to do all these things. That's one of the reasons why I'm grateful I haven't gotten anyone pregnant because to deal with that, deal with that mess, and I want to have kids. But I know better to make sure that when I'm ready, when I'm in a stable place in my life, when I'm when I find the person, that person that I want to have a family with, then. As you know, they say we gone raw, but right now, absolutely not. I'm not putting myself and you know the lady in question, the lady that I'm with, into that mess because we're not ready. And there's a lot of people that get into that, and they they're not ready to have children, and they haven't been taught to have that responsibility and accountability because if they mess up, it's never their fault. When they mess up, oh, we can just go to this place, get the baby sucked out of you, chopped up. And also the the Democrats, they talk about having late-term abortions, like after-birth abortions. That's fucked up. And there are women who have glee in killing baby. So... I've been thinking about this ever since they, you know, they overturned, officially overturned Roe v. Wade. But I said, it's funny that we 
always hear that we need to respect women, that men need to be taught how to respect women, but yet we can't say the same. We can't tell, well, hey, ladies, you got to respect men. You know, because life is is a is a two way street. It's 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 not only just telling one person, you know, how to respect or to respect the other. It's about respecting each other, having a mutual understanding, mutual respect. We can't do that. We can't tell women, oh, gotta respect men, because then that's sexist. That's that is bad. That's a bad thing to do. Oh, you're telling women to respect men? How dare you? So we're, we as men are taught to respect women. No matter what they do, they could lie, they could cheat, they could steal. They can take your children away if they felt like it. They can sick the courts on you when they feel like it. They can sick the cops on you when they feel like it, when they don't get their way. But all of all that, they, they could do all that, and we start to respect them. She make she made your life hell. Make sure that you never saw your children. Just hound you, hassles you, get you for, for child support. But you still gotta respect women. All the while, they don't respect themselves and the fact that they can harbor life. They can create life. Of course, you know, without the seed, all a woman is, is is eggs. And no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> they, they, they're watching. But it's funny. We're, we're taught to respect women. But women have been taught to respect men. They can make jokes about us. They can make jokes about men. Uh, suicide, uh, joke about men and, and you know having small penises and, and all that, uh, incel, um, broke. Oh, you're you're not tall enough. You're bald. You don't have this or that. We can be clowned on any point, but to Clown women, oh my god, like that that's that's like that's like, you know, killing the Pope. That's like killing a, a whole a whole uh, shelter full of dogs. You know, uh, you know, killing a bunch of babies, which nah, wrong wrong analogy because they actually want to kill babies. <laughs> you know, let's say puppies. Cause you know, some some of these women they get pets. They think, oh, it's just easy. It's just a dog. It takes a lot of work to take care of an animal. It's like taking care of a child. A lot of people are not ready, you know, to hear that or to actually do that. But, you know, nonetheless, you can't do that. You can't go about telling women that. You can't. You can't go about doing that. We're taught to. And we're taught to respect women that that is not extended towards us. You know, as men, we're, we're not, men aren't respected. And all the while, they can harbor life. They can create life. 
they don't respect that. They don't they don't respect themselves. They don't respect the fact that they can do that. Yet they're they're taught we're taught that we gotta respect them all the same. They can sick the courts, they can sick the government, they can sick the cops. Hell, they can even sick their 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 brothers, uh baby daddy, whoever on on the guy. And if the whole family it could be a whole rumble call, it could be one big smackdown. All because all woman gotta do all he he did this to me or he did that to me. And it could be a lie. So all the time we're we're taught to respect women, yet the fact that they can harbor life, they don't even respect that. So they can just be irresponsible. It could be promiscuous with their bodies. And we still got to respect that. When they're all used up and shriveled up, we got to go about respecting them. We still got to treat them like, we still got to treat them like queens. We still got to treat them like royalty. But yet the whole time we're clowned. Whole time we're, we're really killed. We're, we're talked down upon. But they can do all this. They can go around, mess around, do all these things. And listen, men too, men, they, they mess around. Like if you are irresponsible and you're out here uh, being just as worse as, as these these women out here, these females out here, yeah, I, I don't have respect for those men either. I don't have any respect for those men either, but this is talking to the ladies here. To me, this whole overturning Roe v. Wade has not only exposed a lot of racism that white liberals have, but it also exposed just the lack of responsibility and accountability. Women have, have been taught not to respect their womanhood and the fact that they can create life, but as men, we're taught that we got to respect them no matter what. That's very lopsided. So I got to respect the fact that there's women out here who don't give a shit that they can create life. And there are women who, who want to have children, but they can't. There are men out here who want to have families, but they can't. That they want to they wanna get married, have a family, but they can't. And then you see women in their 40s alone with no children. Oh, they have a hell of a career. They, they're getting that bag, and hey, you get to go get that bag, but at what cost? That's why I always say that there's consequences to your actions. If you go by what the mainstream media says, if you go by what these institutions that tell you that all oh, like women are they they earn less, that you need to go out there and be a, a boss bitch instead of trying to form a family, trying to find someone that you can create with. Nah, go out there, get a bag. You know, forget about, you know, your your best years, you know, your when you're eighteen, you know, from eighteen to say twenty four, twenty five, your best years. Or, you know, even stretch out a little more into your thirties. When 18, 18, 20, 27, 28, 29, 30. Yeah, let's forget about that. Let's just, you go, chase that bag, 
be ambitious. And then when you reach a certain age, when you're in your, your mid-late 30s, you're undesirable. And yeah, there's always exceptions to the rules. There's always an exception, but the exception doesn't make the norm. You're not special. Then they, no one is special. There's someone special out there for you, but no one is special. You know, at the end of the day, we're all aging every day, every week, every year. We're aging more and more. Biological clock is ticking. It's not going to stop because you're trying to chase the bag. It's not going to stop because, oh, I'm I'm worth it. I'm a boss bitch. I'm trying to get my bag. I'm, I have, I own a business. But what about your qualifications for a mother, for a wife? What about that? Because a lot of times men don't want your money. They want the ability to have a child with you and to create something. And I and that's why women get it wrong because they've been taught to get that get that man, they get the high value man, they gotta go about being high value themselves in the monetary aspect. When men all they care about is someone they can have a family with, create a legacy with, and they've been stay just like with college, just like with, with, uh, with the whole college scam. It's a lot of things you can learn out there for free or with a trade. Then going four, six, eight years, unless you're going to be a doctor, unless you're going to be a lawyer, and a few other things, you're going to be an engineer. That's different. For all these other things, and also business. But for the majority of things, you could get a trade. But we've been it, the tra- getting into the trade. It, it's 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 not pretty. To say, hey, I got that college diploma. It's much more pretty. It's much more sexier. It's much more uh, alluring than a trade. A trade is like, oh, it's it's beneath. People is beneath me. Is beneath them, and just like with this abortion topic, it's easier to paint again with the blood of the aborted babies. Much more is much easier than actual dealing with responsibility. Not having sex, you know. And listen, as someone that enjoys sex. I know there's actions to my actions. Excuse me, there's consequences to my actions. If I get with the wrong chick, and I never go about thinking, "Oh, that never happened to me." I lay it with someone, and I get them pregnant. Like I always have them there back in my head, because fun today can be misery for the next. Not only nine months, but 18 years. 18 years, nine months, nine, eight months, you know? I'm not about that. And that's where vetting comes in. That's when making more, much better choices. If you're going to be sexually active, there's consequences to your actions. And... Abortion isn't contraceptive. It's not a form of birth control. And I hear, I used to hear, oh, birth control, there's 
it's not good. It's it's makes you there's a lot of side effects. Yeah. Think, hey, if this thing has side effects, what about getting a, a, a thing to get your tubes tied? And it's something you can just put. One of my exes, she had it, and she told me, oh, oh, don't worry, I, I have I have the the thing, so I don't gotta worry. And you don't gotta worry. You can just you know come inside. I'm like, no, absolutely not, because. Oh, you'd be lying. <laughs> Even though she wasn't the lying type. I ain't taking that chance. No way I'm taking that chance. Because anything can happen. Nothing is foolproof. Yes. But that's why like, I don't care how good it feels when you're inside. You better remember nine, nine months of misery plus 18 years. For you know, if you're if you end up getting the wrong person pregnant, you understand that that is something that always goes in the back of my head. Just having more accountability, more responsibility, being more aware mentally, because I don't got these same luxuries. If I were to get someone pregnant, I can say, "Oh well, well, I'm I'm going to abort my." my finances i can't do that any choice they they could just have it not tell you they could get rid of it and you won't know or they could have it let you know and then they'll have the courts they'll set the courts the cops after you and family members whoever i'm gonna risk that i'm sorry there are too many instances for me not to get someone pregnant, and if I'm gonna have sex, I need to have it responsibly. Because anything can happen, and for people to say, "Oh well, what about all all the, the the you know all the sexual assaults, all the rapes?" That that counts for a fraction of a percent. Most of the unwanted children that I have is due to poor sexual choices. That's it. Because they love to skew these numbers around and, and, and claim that like everyone's being sexually assaulted. All these women are getting sexually assaulted. They will use these things, these, and let's say rare, these occurrences that, that has happened, that could happen, but doesn't happen regularly every day. And you also got to remember As Dr. Gregory House said, people lie. People lie. Of course, they they basically got they got knocked up. They don't want to be seen as irresponsible, so they just lie. And yeah, for the actual victims of sexual assault, victims of rape. It's fucking terrible. I've known women who have been sexually assaulted, right? Someone in my family has been, has gone through that, and it's terrible. And I grew up with them, and when I heard that happen, I was really upset. So when I hear these these women, these, these females just bring up, oh, what about sexual assault, about rape? Of course, 
they love to bring these things up because they got no leg to stand on. They're just covering up for the fact that they're, they have poor vetting skills when it comes to partners, sexual partners. So they want to get out of jail free card. That's all it is at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm just sick to death hearing about that. Take some responsibility. And it's funny, again, we're taught to respect women, but they don't respect themselves. How can I respect someone that doesn't respect themselves? Someone that could just say, hey, I, I got knocked up, so I'm just going to do this and be free because this thing's a burden. And of course, they, they can, same the same party that says, oh, slaves aren't people, same ones that are saying, oh, bunch of cells, it's not a living thing. <laughs> it's not a living thing. It's, it's, it's insanity. I'm all for taking responsibility and accountability because at the end of the day, I can't put the blame on anyone else. Whatever I do or don't do, it falls on me at the end of the day. I don't have that luxury to say, well, you know, it's not my fault. It was this thing. I can't. I don't got that luxury. As, as a guy, I don't got that luxury. As a man, I don't got that luxury. I can't just have a get, jail, go, uh, get out of jail free card. I, I wish. But due to societal norms and the double standard and, you know, the way all that works, don't have that luxury, you know. I, I really don't have that luxury, and it sucks because it just shows that there's something fundamentally wrong, and it's just a reflection of lack of culture, lack of teaching, understanding, lack of responsibility of one's body. So when I hear all this talk, all my body, my choice, right? Mean it basically means I fucked up, so I need a. I need to do this so that way I can go about doing what I was doing beforehand. That's all it means. And this is graph, actually. Let me, let me find it in my mess. In the sea of... Uh, we can close this. In the sea of... Uh, Oh, actually, I could share this. Yeah, let's let's share this here. Yeah, so another reason why they're they're for abortion. These a lot of these corporations are for abortion. Let's see. Let's be very clear. They're doing this because it's cheaper to do so than paying for your maternity leave. Absolutely right. This person's correct. Yes, yeah, it's, it's from Dick Sporting Goods Store. Message from E Stack and Lauren Horbert. Uh, dear, dear teammates, you are the heart of the business, and we're committed to protecting your health and well being. Today, the Supreme Court announced its decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, removing the federal right to an abortion, leaving the decision up to each state, which I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. While we do not know this, what decision each state will make in, responsibility to, in response to this ruling, we are 
We at Dick's Sporting Goods Store are prepared to ensure that all teammates have a consistent and safe access to benefit we provide, regardless of the state which you live in. In response to today's ruling, we are announcing that if the state you live in restricts the, the access to abortion, Dick's Sporting Goods will provide up to $4,000 in travel expenses and reimbursement to travel to the nearest location where that care is legally available. This benefit will be provided to any teammate, spouse, or dependent enrolled in our medical plan along with one support person. So basically, it's more expensive to pay an employee for maternity leave because they, they're going to be out. They're going to be out for a few months, maybe for the whole year. So $4,000 rather paying someone half their salary or their whole, whole yearly salary. Yeah. I right if I was in their shoes, the four thousand sounds better. Hey, it's four thousand. They're not going to be out for half the year or most of the year or the entire year at that. So I, I'm saving a, uh, at least a salary's worth of money. Four thousand dollars. That's someone, that's that's what someone can make in a month versus paying someone from maternity leave for a whole year. So again, it ain't about it ain't about your reproductive rights. It's not about all it's it's not about oh it's it's about our rights. No, it's it's about money. It's all about money. These companies they benefit from their employees not not going on maternity leave. Just wanted to share that but this other thing, where is this other thing? Where's this chart here? Where is this flipping? There we go. Um, where is this flipping chart? All right, so. And I have the article that's. On the next tab over, let's see, single woman who earned $40, $47,000 or more a year abort 32% of their babies. Single woman making $11,670 a year or less abort 6.8% of their babies. This is not about uh, desperation and poverty. It's time to get real about that. And I agree. I agree, and let me go to this. I read a little bit of this. Actually, wait, it's this graph here. This graph here. So, income level as percentage by the federal poverty line. So, of course, poor you are. If you're a lower middle class, not going to be aborting. If you're an upper income class you abort more the percentage of single pregnant women aged 15 to 44 who had an abortion a year prior to the survey look at that look at that so the more money you make the more and of course you have people say oh well you see poor people don't have access to abortion. There's other forms of 
contraceptive, actual contraceptive. You know, and there is, like I mentioned, there is a thing with eugenics. There's a reason why they want to keep this a federal, keep this thing federal. Because there's money to be involved and there's a way to squiggle in eugenics in there. And we're gonna read this article and then we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know bring the show home. Let's see. Sex, contracep- contraception, or abortion, explaining class gaps and unintended childbearing. There are large winding gaps in the rates of unintended childbearing between Americans on different rings of the income ladder. A poor woman is far more times likely as an affluent woman to have unintended unintended birth. Since unintended childbearing is associated with higher rates of poverty, less family stability, and worse outcomes for children, these gaps further entrench inequality, closing gaps in unintended childbearing is therefore important for greater equality and opportunity. And see when and I always said this feel like you're in a lower bracket shouldn't have children. The reason why is because first of all, you can't afford it. And yeah, there are things like Medicaid and WIC and all these all these things. But I know of people that will purposely have so many kids knowing they can't afford them. Because they know that oh the city, the state, federal government, they will provide me with a house, provide me with with uh, food stamps to get food, you know? And I seen that. I I lived in, in the hood, I lived in the projects, I seen all that. And it's terrible. And then the way that these mothers be taking care of it, they be treating their children is, is terrible. And then they become the ones out there committing crimes because they weren't in a good upbringing. And it's a shame. You know, to, to have, to you know, bring kids into this world should be a blessing, a joy. But it is just chaos. Because a lot of these parents, a lot of these women, they just use they just use these kids as a way to, to get money, to get income, to get by, you know, to get by via the state. They use the state to just get money, get housing. And a lot of these parents don't give a shit about the kids. And it's just this thing that, oh well, you're or lower income, your it's all, all this. It's just all this talk about oh, it's about being poor. Like no, a lot of more not uh, uh, women and lower and, and like on the poverty line. They they usually keep their children. It's ones in the and making more money. They tend to abort more. It's a part one to read. Uh, 
Let's see, premarital sex has been the social norm for decades. Sexual activity rates among American Americans do not vary along class lines. There is no sex gap by income. By contrast, lower income individuals typically use contraceptive less frequently, less successfully than those with higher incomes. This is why so much attention has, cor has correctly been paid to the role of that contraception or a lack of contraception. Uh, plays in the unattended childbearing, at least not by our colleague Isabel Sanwell in her last book, Generation Unbound, Drifting to Sex and Parenthood Without Marriage, and by the team of researchers at Child's Trends. The contraception gap is a big part of the story. It's not the whole story. Less affluent women are less, also less likely to get an abortion when faced with the um, unattended pregnancy. How much of these gaps matter in terms of explaining variation in the unattended birth by rates of income. I think that's uh, that's a short article. And of course, I probably had to pay. <laughs> I probably had to pay to get the, the rest, but as the introduction. And again, more you make, more the more women aboard. Less you make, more you're likely to keep the child because of said, because of said uh, uh, programs, welfare, WIC, you know, uh, housing, and there are a lot of people who, who cheat the system and take advantage. It's like well, a lot of other, you know, state, city-funded uh, programs that are funded by tax dollars, let's just say. This is not anything new, but they want to use they want to use the poor as a way to justify why they should keep Roe v. Wade a thing when it's more wealthy people that are that are getting abortions. It's more wealthy uh, women that are getting abortions, not poor. And again, all about education, all about accountability, responsibility. But when they have things in place, again. Welfare, you got WIC food stamps, you got housing, you have all Section A, all these things. They're gonna use and say, "Oh, I can, I have children, I could get this." As someone that's been around that, someone that that's that's seen that firsthand. And that, when I was little, I didn't understand, but as I got older, I was like, "Wait a minute!" So that's what I was about. You understand and. It's it's the conversation that people don't want to have because we're all on feelings. We're all on being irrational. It's all about, oh, my God, we're going back to the Stone Age women having no rights. They can still abort. It's going to be a, a state issue thing, which I feel like it's always should have been. Because it's funny. There's certain things all the government should get involved in our business. But when it comes to this, yeah, the government should get get involved in our business. It should be a state issue, an individual state issue, especially when there are people who are irresponsibly having children, irresponsibly uh, being irresponsible with their bodies, and they get a job, a free car. It's unfair. They, when, when people understand how tax dollars work when people understand 
what what you know we're funding, then they got the bigger picture. But I think, guys, this is it. Um, staying at this screen for like three hours. Whew. I want to give you a, a, a longer, longer podcast. And hey, maybe this will get can I get canceled. <laughs> maybe I get canceled. We'll see. Um, we shall see. This thing stopped shaking. All right. I don't know why this thing keeps shaking. Maybe it's the the sound of my voice. Maybe I don't know. But uh, do appreciate you guys. We're taking this episode home, episode one hundred four. Thank you for listening, tuning in. Of course, uh, this will be this will be available. I'm gonna upload it. I gotta edit it, but it should be available tomorrow and tomorrow morning. Uh, Monday, today is Sunday, by the way. This will be available on the 27th. And again, uh, you feel so inclined, please consider following this podcast on all major digital platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and our home Red Circle really appreciate those who have been downloading and listen to the episode even if it's for like a little while you listen to the whole thing i appreciate you you took some time out of your day to listen and i'll definitely be back next week now that i have a little more time um to spare from work so i'll have more time to put out more content and yeah again shout outs to Drew Yari, and congratulations on, you know, popping the big question. She said yes. Uh, Shout-outs to the 4Kang. Shout-outs to the Fumo Boys podcast. Shout-outs to everyone that supports and listens to Room Prime. Everyone that's out there trying to reach their goals. Just keep pushing. You'll be there. And also, once again, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Room Prime. Also, you can follow me on my other Twitter account just for the podcast, and that is Room Prime Media. Again, twitter.com slash Room Prime Media. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's been Room Prime. Please enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening and have a productive week. And if you guys are are uh, having a drink have an extra one on me and that being said peace and out follow the light the light is your guide i'm controller of planet tanks me three and i've invited you here to discuss something that's very important King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. Quick to claim that he not no snake like me neither. They need to take a breather. He been rhyming longer than Sigmund the Sea Creature. Been on Saturday feature. Pleased to meet ya. And came to wake you up out the deep sleeper like he needed to stop before he caught the knee drop. Even give you more sick, sick than ZZ top. Well, full bears thou shall not fall corner. 
future like one more step in y'all's corner. So poor rich, front if you wanna.